So, everyone, it's the end of another quarter, and as we do sometimes, we like to have an end-of-the-quarter podcast party. Party! In which we uh, celebrate the end of another quarter and to celebrate people graduating. Do we have any graduating people this quarter? We have a graduate, someone who graduated recently. But we're all celebrating the end of studies for a quarter, and as instructors, we are celebrating the end of having to care about you guys. <laughs> so let's all have a... In, in Japan, there's this thing that they say, bonsai, three times, and you have to raise your hands in the air, and it's fun. So Luckily, we're not there, so we don't... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Bonsai! Bonsai! End of a quarter. Welcome to the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm chair of the Couple and Family Therapy Program at Antioch University, Seattle, and I'm also a licensed therapist. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I bedazzle eyelashes for a living. So I thought we would do Tougher Bluffs. This is right up, right up your alley, Anita. Reading, reading Harry Potter books makes children less tolerant of gay people. Reading Harry Potter books... Makes children less tolerant of gay people, tough or bluff. What do you think? Say it again. Reading <laughs> books that Harry Potter is in makes children less tolerant of gay people. Oh. Bluff. Why do you say that? Because I say so. That's the reason. <laughs> what do you think, Berto? Oh, I, I actually think bluff... Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I think I read something about this at some point in my life. But I'm actually going to say... The, no, yeah. no, listen, listen. The theme of those books is about inclusion and acceptance and all this stuff. So, of course, Bluff. That's my answer. Yeah. You, you stole it out of yeah. my head. How many, on a, on a cheer, how many people agree with Anita and Alberto? Woo! <laughs> how many people disagree? Well, you're all right. It's Bluff. Yay! It makes people more tolerant. Why, why would you, you, because of the, the... Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to read those books and be like, that's right, we should discriminate against muggles. Like, you can't do it. Yeah. You know? Unless you're you know, like Malfoy or something. Yeah, unless you identify with Malfoy. Do you yeah. think there are people out there that really identify with I Malfoy? I have a Slytherin scarf that my mom got for me. All right, next, next up above. People in countries with more conservative policies, so people in, people in countries with more conservative policies reported higher life satisfaction than those in countries with liberal policies. So okay. conservative policies, higher life satisfaction than those people in countries with Liberal policies. I say bluff. Bluff why? Because I wouldn't want to live in a country like that. I would be unhappy. So it's totally a personal. I'm actually going to go tough. Do you have an opinion? Yeah, I was going to say tough because the key word there is reported. Are they telling the truth or not? <laughs> no, no. I'm actually going to go a little, a little more controversial. I'm going to say that it's not easy living fair. So I don't think you can be super happy and be fair to people. Everyone say hello to my niece, Selena. Welcome. She is volunteering at Sakutacon. Hello. And she's staying with me because it's just down the street. So she is a freshman at Western Washington University. <laughs> He's joking. She didn't fall for it. I, I, I like her. It's good. Yeah. All Everything right. that comes out of his mouth is Ignore. questionable at best. I, I, so I was going to go bluff. Uh, you're right. It's the, it's the opposite. Yeah. People in countries have a higher light. Of, uh, people in countries with liberal policies have a higher life satisfaction than people in countries oh. with more conservative policies. Wait, wait, wait. No. Yeah, bluff. Oh, you no, said tough. tough. Oh, no, it's bluff. You're right. All right, fine. Uh, same study. Regardless of the country, 
Conservatives are happier than liberals on average, regardless of the country. Conservatives are happier than liberals on average. Tough. Conservatives have a more black or white uh, worldview. David is right. It's tough. What were you going to say, Berto? Uh, bluff. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Speculation aside, we don't really know why, but for whatever reason, conservatives are happier than liberals. Well, that was my original point in the previous question. I see. Okay. Oh. Tougher bluff. It's experiencing pain together. Experience, have you and I ever experienced yes, pain? Yes, we have. Experiencing, experiencing pain it together. pretty. It, it creates bonds. What do you think? Tough or bluff? Oh, yeah, totally. War, like uh, a tough project or a tough trip together. Like, oh, that was sucky, but, you know, we did it together. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. tough. Do you want to ask someone? Tough. I just got done watching a bunch of episodes of Naked and Afraid. Have you seen that? <laughs> what is that? It's where they send two people out into the woods, and they only can take one survival tool and both of them are naked and they spend 21 days trying to survive whoa when are we going um next week we're doing it all right so the answer is whatever tough you said tough you both are right it's tough researchers ask students to submerge their hands in a bucket of water this is a psychologist trick to make people experience pain uh, because it doesn't, it, it, you know, cause permanent pain. They stole that from Dune. So, yeah, submerge oh, their hands in a bucket of water and then locate a metal ball and place it in an underwater container so they have to keep their arms. For one group, the water was painfully cold, while the other group, the water was just room temperature. Participants rated then, then rated statements designed to measure how they felt about their group because they were all doing it together. The researchers found that, found that those who performed the painful tasks reported a greater degree of bonding. So, so you think that kids from parents that like, are not good to them like, might bond more? Like uh, a brother or sister? Perhaps. Sometimes you see that with adult children of, al- or children of alcoholics, especially if both parents are really codependent and are really highly in their addictive process, the children will bond with each other more, and the peer relationships throughout their lifespan are closer. Wow. So, if you want your children to like each other, abuse them and neglect them. That's, that's the lesson I'm <laughs> that taking away. That is the lesson. All right, tougher uh, more you know. In tough economic times, in tough economic times, parents financially favor daughters over sons. In tough economic wow. times, what? parents financially, financially favor, financially give their money. To their daughters over sons. Tough or bluff? I'm going to go tough. I'm thinking very traditionally here or something like Mary Rich or something. So I'm going to give her some money so you can... Oh, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I'm still going to go tough, though. Okay. I'm going to go tough. Get no logic. Can you repeat the question? In tough economic times, parents financially favor daughters over sons. They financially favor them. Bluff. I think that we live in... Uh, sexist world and so maybe if they're financially favoring the son and putting more money into him so that he can succeed yeah bluff because sexism because sexism because society yeah. uh it's actually tough which is a strange finding i, I find you did say tough yeah the researchers asked uh 229 adult participants both men and women to rate a news article that described the economy as either improving getting worse or neutral when asked afterwards to make a will dividing their assets between an imaginary son and daughter, participants were led to believe tough economic times were ahead, allocated 60% of their resources to their daughter. I think you were right, actually. It's because of the sexism. Because they're like, oh, she won't survive. So here. 
Same study, in neutral or prosperous economic times, parents gave 60% to the boys. Tough. <laughs> I'll just cut to the chase. It's bluff. This oh, is a badly same, designed same cover thing. bluff. It's, it's 50% to each. Oh, so when it's neutral, they give 50%. Now, you have to take the study into account in that it's not an actual child. They're just being asked to... They're not real children? (laughs) To divide their assets between imaginary children, so it's hard to know. (laughs) Tougher bluff. People trust atypical-looking faces the most. Tougher bluff. People trust atypical faces. Do you trust me, Kurt? (laughs) Very much. The the most. I remember hearing somewhere something about average faces are more trusting. This is atypical, so not average. Mad bluff. Okay, what do you think, Berto? I think more symmetrical, blah, 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 more trustworthy. So, bluff. You're right. You're right. It's bluff. People trust typical-looking faces the most, which is discriminatory. That, discriminatory. That's, that's upsetting to me. Is that why you don't lend me money? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Tough bluff. Jobs with the greatest, greatest risk for workplace suicide. Uh, uh, bedazzling eyelashes is one of them, by the way. <laughs> Are dentists and bus drivers. Tougher bluff. Ask, ask someone before you... Wait, wait, wait. wait for, for highest suicide? Workplace suicide. You Dentists and... No, not just suicide, but at work. Dentists and, bu- dentists and bus drivers. Tough. That's, that's yes, right? Yeah. I just strangely learned that dentists are high risk for suicide the other day. Okay. That's cheating. I know. <laughs> workplace suicide. Bus drivers and dentists. I'm going to go bluff. Who do you think it is? I, I would say it's like, like policemen and lawyers. Uh, Japanese lawyers. Well, according to this study, which was in an American Journal of Preventative Medicine, it is bluff. It is police officers, oh. firefighters, and security guards. You know, I almost said firefighters, but I, I didn't want to like double down that way. So, yeah, I didn't have courage in my convictions. Damn it! Now there why are different. Would dentists, why would dentists be so depressed? They make a ton of money. Yeah, well, I just said, according to one study recently in American Journal of Preventative Medicine. The firefighters, it's their sleep schedules. They have to work 24-hour shifts, and so they're constantly being, their, their, their sleep cycle is constantly being disrupted. Yeah. Wow. This is for the young people in the room. Tougher bluff. All areas of intelligence, all areas, so there's several areas of intelligence, peak around age 25. Tougher bluff. Ask, ask, ask someone young. Yeah, Jessamy's young. Um, I know that for women, your brain your gets like fully myelinated about that time, and for men, it gets about fully myelinated at like twenty seven, twenty eight. So yeah, okay. You just fully myelinated my brain. All right, <laughs> uh, I think tough. Yeah, same reason. It's bluff. Whoa, people think the fastest around what age? Do you think? Young, young, young. Wait, wait, no. wait. Sorry, maybe I missed some shit. What was the age? Twenty five. Yeah. Oh, this is younger than that? This is all ages of... Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. Then under one year old. All areas of intelligence. So, so it's 18. We think generally the fastest at, eight, at 18. 18? Short-term memory peaks at around 25. Yeah. Our ability to read people's emotional states, which isn't an intelligence, peaks at what age do you think, Berto? I can't read you. Hmm. Uh, 35. It's in our 40s or 50s. And accumulated knowledge which is also a measure of intelligence, peaks when we're old. At 60. <laughs> 60s and 70s, yeah. yeah. The, the notion that post-25 it's all downhill is definitely not true, goddammit. It's just that at 18 you're thinking a lot. Like, oh my God, I can think so fast. No, <laughs> but you think a lot of bad ideas equally as much as the good ideas. That's right. 
When you're old, you're smart, but you, you're just really slow. <laughs> uh, tougher buff. Parents who prioritize their children's well-being over their own are happier than otherwise. Parents who prioritize their children's well-being over their own are happier than otherwise. I would say bluff. Um, because they end up lo- losing themselves, their identity, and you have to find a balance. Yeah, okay. Good. Well, t- uh, tough. Uh, parents who prioritize the well-being of their kids end up being happier. Yeah, why? Uh, because it's the whole evolutionary thing. They think they're going to live forever subconsciously. So, oh, they're going to live. I'm going to live forever. So, yeah, I'm gonna, that's why. It's actually tough. According to this one uh, study it's published in Social Psychology and Personality Science, uh, they found that more child-centric parents were significantly more likely to report higher happiness and a sense of purpose in life derived from having children. More child-centric parents had greater positive feelings, fewer negative feelings, and experienced more meaning in life during child care activities. I, I wonder if part of this is, is like movies and stuff. Because, you know, when you see parenting, yeah. it looks like a mess. Yeah. And I hear it is a mess. Uh. But I can imagine that there's some rewards that go along with that mess. Hello! Welcome, new people. Oh, Introduce yourself. So uh, my name's Gordon. <laughs> I'm stuck. Welcome! <laughs> A uh, bonsai. Or is my daughter more than life itself? Oh. Bonsai. 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 Oh no, it was it was a bonsai. Did yeah. I say the right thing? Yeah. I was gonna wonder. I guess that depends on what the definition of child centric means. Uh, Tover buff. Children with good rhythm skills have better grammar skills. So they're they're good with rhythm. Right. And they also are good with grammar. What do you think, Stacy? <laughs> Uh, I would say tough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so rhythm, better grammar. I could see that because, like, I go tough too because, like, the rhythm you you have to group things together in your head in patterns and grammar's patterns. So yeah. tough. Can you demonstrate that verbally? That the fox jumps over the bear. The noun and the verb and the adverb and the object. Yes, that's right. It's tough. Uh, researchers tested a bunch of people, blah, blah, blah. And it, they <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Tough this. Tough buff. Homework assignments. Homework. Yeah. Did you have homework in Columbia? Never. Yeah. Yes, all the time. Too yeah. many. Too much. Homework assignments seem yeah, to detract was... from adult students' learning of a foreign language. Homework assignments seem to detract from adult students' learning of a foreign language. Tough or bluff? What do you wow. think? Okay. Bluff. Because... Uh, You've got to attack it from different areas. You've got to be talking to people and practicing it in homework and understanding um, structure and future tenses and past tenses. I'm going to go tough. I'm going to think that if you're not like, if you're trying to do it by yourself, you're not going to, you're actually going to get confused. You're right. Tough. Homework sucks, man. Homework sucks. Can we just get, do you assign homework? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tough or bluff. On average and around the globe, men have higher levels of self-esteem than women. On average, around the globe, men have higher levels of self-esteem than women. Men have higher self-esteem than women. Tough or bluff? What say you? Uh, What do you think? uh, What's your opinion? I I didn't hear that. Bluff, bluff. bluff. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Bluff. Because it was an easy answer. Uh, Bluff. Men have more power and privilege than women. Tough because sexism. Yeah, you're right. It's tough 
Because probably sexism. I didn't get to say. Oh, what were you going to say? Love. No, just kidding. I was going to say tough. But there's another. Same study. Self-esteem decreases with age. Self-esteem. You know, I would have said tough last week, but... <laughs> uh, okay. Self-esteem decre- decreases with age. Um, I'm going to go bluff because I think that we become more secure in ourselves, more safe in our skin. The older we get, the better we feel about ourselves and less we care about what people think. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah? I, I, I have the same reason, actually. Yeah? I would it, say the same thing. As you get older, you're like, I don't care. I don't care if I'm interrupting. I don't care if I'm talking too far. But 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, I shouldn't talk so long. And, so, and in it, 10 years, you're not going to be able to say the answer. <laughs> it's bluff. It, it increases. Wait. Wait, what? Our self-esteem increases with age. Oh, no, that's what we meant. Right. Bluff. So whatever we said, it's that. Okay. We were just... Our, our uh, attention span is going down, yeah. inversely proportionally to the... To alcohol, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's the one who came in. Same study in developed nations, like Norway and the United States, developed nations, although I don't like the term developed nations, but whatever. The difference between men and women's self-esteem is lesser than in developing nations like Bolivia and India. So, in other words, like in the United States, the difference is lesser between men and women than in other countries, developing countries. Like uh, first world country versus non, that kind of thing. The difference between men and women's self-esteem, because men have more, uh, is lesser in the United States than it is in Bolivia, where in Bolivia it's greater. So women have even lesser self-esteem in Bolivia, is what I'm saying, essentially. I think that's true. What does that mean? What's true mean? What's true? Define that. What's true? (laughs) Are you trying to say bluff? Yeah, your tough and bluff just confuses me. So I'm gonna say true. True. What does that's that mean? That's an invalid answer. Do you speak? Do you speak this language? I would go. Uh, uh, yes, tough. It's more uh, pronounced in developing countries. That's what I thought, but it's bluff. There are larger gender gaps between self-esteem in developed nations like the United States than in countries that are developing, like Bolivia. Uh, that and, is shocking. And India, yeah. Which, uh, so we just have to, as a country, we have to look long and hard at ourselves in the mirror on that one. What are we doing to our women in developed countries that are making them feel even worse about themselves? Is it that the the range of status of life is much greater in developed nations and therefore the differences become much more obvious? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you you mansplaining right now? I'm mansplaining. (laughs) What do you think? Wait. Say, I agree with Umberto. <laughs> I agree with all the men. <laughs> no, no. My, uh, my hypothesis was that in uh, developed countries, the difference between the, the poor or the lower in society or the less fortunate or whatever and the top is much greater than in undeveloped society. So then I was saying, so maybe the differences become more obvious there. Yeah, maybe. And the fact that men tend to kind of disappear more and women are carrying all the work uh, of raising the... Oh, (laughs) that makes sense. That's interesting, yeah. All right, Uh, ADHD study. So the number of ADHD diagnoses among U.S. US school children jumped 430% from 2003 to 2011. The number of ADHD diagnoses... Among U.S. school children, jumped four. That's like four times. And you're not pulling a bear, though. It's not three point seven five times. We'll, we'll find out. We'll <laughs> find right. out. Who has a really strong? In the, over the past ten years. I'm going to assume that's true. What's true? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say tough on that one. 
because I the internet told me so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with tough as well. For those reasons, it's actually bluff. It's only 43%. So I didn't pull oh, a burrito. Okay. I that's, times it that's by... That's a times 10. That's okay. a times 10. That's times 10. That's not, a, that's not an right. adding one. He pulled a yeah. Kirk on us. Study at George Washington University. Same study. However, Latino youth had a 83% decrease in the ADHD diagnosis over the past 10 years-ish. Latino youth had an 83% decrease in ADHD diagnoses oh. in the last 10 years. What do you think? Who, who, who wants to answer this one? Bluff. Bluff. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to go tough. It is, it's bluff. There's an 83% rise. Oh, that's even more than, than the other one. That's right. So we're almost double unable to focus. All right. Same study. 12% of U.S. children aged 5 to 17 had an ADHD diagnosis in 2011. 12% of U.S. children aged 5 to 17 had an ADHD diagnosis in 2011. Tough or bluff? I would say um, that that number's too low. So you go on bluff? Bluff, more? more children are actually diagnosed than 15%. I would say bluff. I feel like it'd be more as well just because of... But then it could be media over-reporting it as well, so I'm not sure. That's 12% sounds low based on what the other numbers were, but I'm going to go tough. It's 12%. It's tough, 12%. <laughs> I, mean, I totally guessed. <laughs> 12% is a large number. I mean, one in eight children in the United States diagnosed with ADHD. I mean, you think it's lar- even larger, yeah. but... I think what happens is you were throwing these 80% and 400%, so we all got conditioned to that. So 12% was peanuts. All right. Tough or bluffs, different study. 24% of new marriages in the United States in 2010 are interracial or interethnic marriages. Tough or bluff? What's the percentage again? 24. Tw- 24. No, I, I, yes. Umberto just went to the ethnic section of the room. <laughs> this is the corner. The corner. They were trying to hide from us. I just found them. 24% are interracial? Yes. I would say yes, tough. Tough. I agree, Tough. 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 We have consensus. The ethnic section says tough. Berto, what do you think? I'm gonna, I can't disagree with the ethnic section. I'm going to go tough. It's bluff. It's only, oh, you guys. It's only 8%. Don't do me like that. We're, we're hopeful people here. The vast majority of marriages are still within one's ethnicity. They threw me under the uh, interracial bus. As a product of an inter-ethnic marriage myself, I can say I'm better than everyone else. No, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm one of those 8%. 8%. Um, all right, tough or bluff. The, the ability to empathize helps people understand sarcasm. The ability to empathize... No, it doesn't. Helps people to understand sarcasm. All right. Tough or bluff? Bluff. Are you being sarcastic? I can't tell. (laughs) I'm going to go absolutely tough. Uh, um, If I got the right tough. The... uh, you need, empath- you need a large degree of empathy to get sarcasm because you need to be able to put yourself in the other person's frame and context, and sarcasm is a different frame and context that you won't get the subtlety of if you're not empathetic. It's tough. Probably for that reason, unknown. Unknown, though. That's speculation. Uh, tougher bluff. Let's just do a few more. Dance addiction. Did you know dance addiction is a thing? I've watched Dance Dance, uh, what's that movie? Revolution? No, I'm kidding. I haven't, I've neither played that, nor watched the movie, nor seen the show. There's a movie, Dance Dance Revolution? I don't know, man. There's a show where like celebrities dance with each other. That's Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Imagine that I said that. 
Now pretend that I said that. I used to have the Dance Dance Revolution Xbox pads that you could play at home. And uh, I loved it. I have played that, though. Once I played that. That's old Xbox. Old Xbox. Okay, so what was the question? Dance addiction is associated with mild psychopathology. What? Okay, okay, yes. So I get it. Okay, who wants? Who Dance else? addiction yeah. is associated with mild psychopathology. Anita has an answer. I say tough because the word addiction indicates psychopathology anyway. Okay. Comorbid with mild psychopathology. I know that we were supposed to go dancing and we never did. That's true. Oh. She's a salsa dancer. I'm going to go tough. It's tough. What I want to know in all this is, are we human or are we dancers? Great quotes. Great quote. All right. Last one from the study. Dance addiction is motivated by escapism, which is similar to video game addiction and gambling addiction. Tough or bluff? Dance addiction associated with video game gambling addiction because of escapism. Tough. <laughs> well, what do you think? Okay. Can you repeat the question? Dance addiction is motivated by escapism, which is similar to video game addiction and gambling addiction. Tough. Tough. She says tough. Dance addiction. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're dancing, endorphins are running. You're in another place in time. You you got invited to go dancing with someone random, whoever you might be pointing at, and they didn't end up going dancing. But if you had, you would have been, like, dancing in a different place. So, yes, tough. It's true. It's tough. Unknown why, but it is associated with it. Does anyone have something they want to say about this past quarter that happened to them as a student or a therapist in training? Or a... Christy, you became a therapist officially this past quarter. I learned that um, you need to really take care of yourself. And uh, I don't know. I'm pretty surprised how confident and comfortable I feel in session with people. Um, it's usually the, the second guessing comes after <laughs> While I'm in session, I feel good about everything. Um, so I learned, I think I learned to relax into it a little bit and just go for it. Chrissy has been doing wonderfully this quarter, and she has overcome some some monumental hurdles. Can we do some bonsais for her? Bonsai! 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 Okay, and then we have someone who just graduated. Oh, Gordon. Oh. Congratulations! I, no, I'm not coming here because you graduated. I'm just coming here because it's the interracial uh, side of it. I don't need alcohol as much now that I'm graduated. <laughs> well, where are you going to go next? <laughs> that, but, uh, I want to go see Harry Potter World. <laughs> no, but I'm going to Japan, actually, on Mondays to uh, just as like my treat to myself. That's great! Woo! Very We also have a special guest no, here today. When, when you go to Japan, just just do that all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> just just when hailing yeah. a cab, bonsai. Um, I, we have a special guest here today who's been a long time listener. Oh yeah. First time caller or yeah. shore upper uninvited. Yeah. yeah. What's the magical experience of being behind the curtain finally? Is it as disappointing as you thought? <laughs> it's super disappointing. No, it's actually exactly the way you guys portray it is how it actually is in the background. Open, friendly, nice, funny, entertaining. Oh, that's good to hear. Actually, so she exemplifies someone who just started this quarter. So we have just started internship, just started the couple and family therapy program, and just graduated. So apparently what you have to learn is that you're going to drink a lot over the next few years. And then you're going to have some massive hurdles. Massive hurdles to overcome. Yeah. And then true. one day you'll, you'll shave your head and go to Japan. 
bonsai? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does she get bonsais? Oh, bonsai! 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 All right, well, that does it for another episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself because... You, you deserve it. Oh, did I jump on your line? Yeah, no, I, I jumped on your line. Oh, you deserve it. 